Hello and welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on in the world of our Street Fighter. Uh, and kind of a lot more. This is kind of turning into a kind of like a guest show where we uh, interview people every week. And speaking of which, I have a very special guest. Uh, maybe one of the hardest working people in the FGC. Uh, we'll see by the end of the show. But Sherry Jenix joining the show tonight. How you doing? Hi guys, what's up? Um, pretty good. Just got off of work ish. Um, Tuesday night. Just trying to relax for a bit before I go to Super Arcade. No, oh yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll try and speed up this episode then, because you got you oh, got shit fine. to do. I always come late. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, but anyway, I only bring that up. People, here's the thing: is that I don't know if. The rest of like Gen Pop FGC understands how hard you actually work behind the scenes. You're doing a lot of work. It you're not just showing up at events and oh there's Sherry again. It's no, there's kind of a lot going on and a lot that has been going on for years that's kind of culminated in uh, your latest big project. So do you want to roll into that maybe? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about what it's like to get a visa. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, let's see. Well, most of us know, oh, I hope most of us know, uh, it's pretty difficult to get a visa. Uh, Frankie Stupendous actually sent me statistics a couple days ago, which I don't have pulled up on my phone, so I can't give it to you exactly. But he did tell me, you know, for example, Dominican Republic, a couple years ago, it was... Uh, pretty high percentage rate to get in, mm -hmm. but it's decreased by 20%, which is a lot. So now it's basically mm -hmm. at 50% where you're going to get the visa or not get the visa. So That's a lot of rough. countries, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough out there. And um, they don't really have a lot of resources as far as information goes and how to get a visa. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's the whole point of eFight Pass. It's so people can get easy access to the information and you know if they need help along the way i do my best to help them yeah so let's kind of reel this back because i feel like the majority of the audience uh that's not entirely true i know that there's a lot of people outside of america that listen to this show uh but for people who do live in america uh obtaining a visa to travel for really any reason uh be it vacation or specifically to compete in a tournament per se uh, is it might be a difficult task for people. It's not a, a guaranteed thing. I think that, I mean, one of the the most obvious ones uh, last year was crossover. Mm -hmm. uh, not able to make it into the Capcom Cup, uh, even though he was guaranteed a spot. Uh, but what you've got going on with Eat Fight Pass, you've kind of... It, I think, if anything, you've illuminated the topic because it feels like LATAM is getting a lot of coverage lately in terms of representation in the CPT, uh, which yeah. is huge for them. There's a lot of great players there, but because there's a lot of great players, the opportunity for players to make it to other tournaments or to make it to Capcom Cup increases, but their ability to get a visa has maybe not increased uh so yeah. like what else is going on here with e-fight pass because it's not just 
like a general statement of we will help them get there. I've seen what you've got going on here. It's pretty extensive. Do you want to kind of get into the details of what you've been doing with your work here? Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. For I actually wanted to do a beta test before I went public with the website because I did go and speak to an immigration lawyer. I, first, I wanted to make sure everything I was doing was legal, of course. Uh, he told me as long as I'm not lying or, you know, uh, forging information and all, I should be fine. And I, I said, OK, OK, let's do that. And so there's there's a couple of different visas. This is why it's kind of hard for a player to get a visa, hmm. because one, most players who apply usually lie about it and they just they just say they're just visiting. Right. Or they do talk about going to the tournament and that's where there's kind of a gray area and you you have to be very specific on details on going to the tournament because a regular visa is a B1, B2 visa, which is like the visitor slash uh, um, business visa. Mm -hmm. And that's what most people go for, which is the $160 US dollars, basically. That's non-refundable, by the way. So it is a lot for people in less fortunate countries to put up that fee yeah. and it's not refundable. So if they get rejected, they don't get the money back. Yeah. They're booking plane tickets, they're booking hotels, but then also applying for a visa on top of that. Exactly. Uh, these it's, costs it's add up. Yeah. Um, and that's what people don't really understand because I remember, oh man, this, this person, whoever it was, I do get annoyed at randoms every now and then. But I remember when Crossover posted that tweet saying that he couldn't go because he got his visa rejected. Some idiot was just like, well, seems irresponsible of you because you should have applied for a visa a long time ago if you knew this is what you wanted to do, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, okay, one, he didn't know he was going to make it into Capcom Cup. Obviously, he was going to try. And when he got, when he made it in, when he, that's when he went to go uh, register for his visa. Right. And he only had two months. So yeah, the regional finals wasn't like six months in advance. It was, exactly. everything was kind of running up to the end there. That's how that shit exactly. works. He only had one shot to do it. And he like, he did everything right. Like Capcom sent him a letter and everything. He just didn't mm. get accepted. And I, I just think it's really stupid of people to say things like, oh, you're just irresponsible. Like that's clearly not the case. It's a 50, 50% 50 right. chance rate of getting in and not. Yeah, because it, um, it, it's so easy to be ignorant about that. Because other things yeah. that I saw was, well, why didn't Capcom try and help him out? They did. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like obviously, like yes. Yeah. But it, it's those. It, that's what I'm talking about. Is there's these little things that are happening behind the scenes that are super non obvious, and no one's like, no one can be really vocal about that or it's not something that people are vocal about and if it, it is it's very few people but you've really brought this thing to light uh, and i think it's very admirable uh, but anyway go on i've i've interrupted you oh no that's okay um yeah so i so i want to help these players because again i feel a lot of them are underinformed and about hmm. the whole thing about being a player and trying to get a b visa when they when they start talking about tournaments it's really important to mention that you aren't getting paid to go to the tournament um like mo uh, there are sponsored players from latin america of course yeah, but a lot yeah. of them aren't on salary so if you aren't on salary you have to make that very clear because if you aren't you're fine with just a b1 b2 visa but if you are a paid player and you're getting a salary they kind of have to bump you up to a different visa which is the p1a which is 
much more complicated, um, much more expensive because when I was talking to the lawyer about this, th that's what the lawyer does. He says he doesn't really fill out B1B2s because that's something we can just do on our own. It's right. very easy paperwork. But for a P1A, you're telling the U.S. government that you are a professional athlete. A, let, it's something that Leffen got, basically. Right. Which, it's a uh, classification. Which pass as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to fill out a lot of paperwork just to make sure that you are a professional player. So you have to show paperwork on your standings, how well you've done and the money that you've gotten paid for it, et cetera. And according to the lawyer that I was speaking to, he said, usually it's about 300 pages worth of paperwork that he does. What? Yeah. It's a lot. And Yo, when I was I'm, talking I'm, to him, I'm imagining it, someone being like, I got like, oh man, 300 pages. Yeah. 300 pages. Dang. And you have to like prove that, no, I'm a pro. Here's why. Here's my hype reel. Exactly. Uh, I, I've linked my YouTube video right here in these 300 pages. You can see it right here. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's, it's a lot of paperwork. And, um, you know, I, so when I was talking to the lawyer, he was really, really nice. It's not someone that I know personally. I kind of like tricked him into seeing me because uh, <laughs> he was this guy. I found him on Go Yelp. On. Really good reviews. Well, right? All right. This started with a Yelp lawyer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really good reviews. He's out in Pasadena, which is a really um, kind of a high class community. So I felt like he was pretty legit. Okay. Uh, okay. So he does free consultations, right? And I just signed up online for the free consultation. <laughs> So I just showed up to his office and then his receptionist was like, okay, could you provide your passport information and the topic of like basically a gist of your situation? I said, okay, I'm gonna keep it real with you. And he doesn't have to see me if he doesn't want to, but I would love to see him. Uh, I just have this personal project going on and it's something with the esports world. Not sure if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's something about bringing players over to the U.S. to compete. And she was really nice about it. She's like, okay, uh, you know what? Let me email him because he's inside his office right now and see if he wants to see you. And I was like, oh God, he probably doesn't want to see me now because it's about esports. Right. Uh, and you're, you're relying on this secretary who's like, I really have no stake in the game. We'll see yeah. how this email goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, he, like, she sent over the email and wow. I was just sitting down and, like, within the next five minutes, he just opens his door and he was like, oh, are you Sherry? And I said, yeah. And he said, oh, come in. I would love to talk to you about your project. So wow. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, really nice guy. <laughs> uh, I told him the whole story of Crossover. And right. then right. I started telling him, um, like, what I want to do with the whole B1, B2. Because, to be honest, everything's out of my pocket right now. Yeah. So all the costs and all that i'm fronting it i'm at, i'm at least doing one player a month so whether or not there's donations to the program there's going to be at least one player that i'm going to put choose for the program hmm oh wait hmm i actually didn't realize that it was it was i thought it was mostly based on this player has this and requires this amount I didn't realize it was uh, fronted that way. Wow, that again, even more admirable. I didn't realize it was kind of, kind of out of pocket that way. Well, yeah. it's it's mainly because, like, I don't. I'm kind of judging it off of last year's results. Right. So, uh, because I don't want it to be a situation like crossover again, where he qualifies and he only has two months, and we only have one shot at it. Right. So, I wanted I wanted to do everything as soon as possible. So that's why with Justin's donation obviously, and a couple others, uh, I I have at least three players lined up already. So 
well, other three other players. Right now, El Tigre already got approved and crossovers in the process right now. His interview is actually at the end of March. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, there's three other players I have lined up. And and you have to be selective about these events too, because on that document it's it's very specific about you know, like where you're going, where you're competing. Am I correct in thinking that? Yeah. Um I it was pretty easy for El Tigre and Crossover because I reached out to Rick. And right. I asked him to send over an invitation for Combo Breaker. But I, I get, there's a bit of leniency there because when you're filling out the application, they ask you for the event and they ask you for the flight and hotel details, but you can put uh, not available for flight. So the hotel, I just put, you know, the venue hotel right. and they didn't buy the flight yet. So they just put, um, you know, to be determined basically. So, but we're going with the intention that they are going to that tournament since the letter is an invitation from that tournament. Yeah. Like it's this, the, the wheels are already spinning for this. So it's, this is yeah. happening one way or another. Um, and kind of to that end though, this, this brings us into the other part of it is that it is kind of a, what's the word for it? Like it, like a, a crowdfunded kind of, of thing is what you've, I like the way that you've parceled it out because it's not, would you be able to describe in the ways that you've, you've kind of made it available for people to donate to, to the cause here? Cause it's not just one big pot of money. Uh, yeah. You get specific with it. It's, it's actually kind of confusing and I tried to find an easier way to do this. And this is the simplest way I could find mm -hmm. um, because there, there's two different pots. There's a pot for the visas. And if you donate to that, uh, that just allows me to get more players in the program. Right. And then yeah. there's the other pot where a player has to have his visa approved. So for example, El Tigre, he got his visa approved. And, you know, my friends asked me when I brought this idea to them a couple months ago, they're like, okay, if these players are having problems paying for the visa straight up, wouldn't they have problems paying for their trip to get to the US? I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So mm -hmm. I, I want to help them with that too. So that's why there's two different pots. And I and I made two different pots because to be honest, I'm not exactly sure how the general population would react to, for example, someone donated $160 because they wanted to cover one player's visa fees, but the player ultimately gets his visa rejected. I don't want them to feel like they wasted the $160. And some right. people might get upset about that. So I'd rather them, if they don't want to be put into a 50-50 with their money, that they just donate it directly to a player who already got his visa approved so he could come to the U.S. and compete. I play fighting games. I'm used to 50-50. So let's fucking roll the <laughs> dice. I'm in. I play Zangief. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Welcome. I mean, your 50-50s feel like 70-30 sometimes, you know. <laughs> That's how I make people feel. I'm oppressive yeah. in that way. Uh, <laughs> no, I jest, of course. Uh, that's really smart, though. I like it. I, I understand how that could be confusing if someone goes to the website and sees, well, what's kind of this about? But I think it's broken out in, in a way that, that I think... I think it makes sense, and, and just from looking at it from a user perspective. So if you need a little bit of validation from that, then okay, then there good. it is. I, I did send it to like people that aren't even from the FGC, right? So they could tell me what information they got from the website. So it it seemed to be pretty clear cut. Okay, word. Uh, I'm down for it. Uh, it, it. This is kind of coming off the end of. This is not the first time you've tried to help people come over here to America or even like help people 
navigate the the U.S. Like you've in, in, like in the past, like you don't just show up this year and say, I'm helping people get visas. No, there's a long history here as well. Uh, I don't know if you have any stories about that of, of driving people to events or anything like that. Oh. You'd want to share. I'm putting you on the spot on that one. So you yeah. don't have no, to answer uh, that question. I, so I love SCR because I love being a host. I, I mean, it's kind of draining, but in the end it's pretty fun. Uh, because I have a lot of local food spots and I always talk about it to people. Mm. So every single time people during SoCal regionals, people will fly in. I'll be like, you know what? I'm pick you up and then we're just going to go eat here because this is a place that I've been telling you about all along, you know? And eventually over through the years, uh, now people that I don't really know personally would hit me up for a ride from the LEX to SCR. So SCR is usually in Anaheim, but last year it was in Ontario. And for people flying in not from the West Coast, it's really expensive to fly into Ontario or yeah. Anaheim. Yeah. So they usually fly into LAX, which is about 45 minutes to an hour drive away, away from the other venue. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people hit me up last year. So I just threw out the idea that I could just rent a van and pick everybody up at certain times, like basically a shuttle. And they would pay like 20 bucks just to cover the cost of gas plus the rental and I would just drive them back and forth. And unfortunately, FGC being FGC, they were very unorganized. Like I set up a sign up sheet and everything on Google Docs and only four people signed up. So those four people ended up being fine. <laughs> um, but everybody else who asked who didn't sign up, unfortunately, I didn't give them a ride because I will open the door for you, but you're going to have to put in some work and walk through it. If you want to take advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> oh man. The amount of time that that has happened in the FGC. Goddamn. Uh, not even just talking about a shuttle bus, but Sherry Jennings, yeah. the shuttle bus driver folks, you um, <laughs> looking for a career in that apparently. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, I remember hearing that story and that, that shit's awesome. So good on you. Uh, and really glad that you took this step to reach out to places that it is harder to obtain uh, visas to help them get to the States to compete in these tournaments because there's a lot of points to go around in the U S there is, there is. there's a lot. a lot of points and there's um, a lot I of strong like players a, in like Latam, for yeah. example. Yeah. I actually have like a part two to my program. Ooh. It's like a branch off of it. Not exactly the same. Um, Funny story. So you know how Victrix gave me um, like a prototype? Yeah, we so, were going to talk about that in a minute, but you're making your own transitions here. <laughs> yeah. oh, I got a big smile on my face. Let's go. I'm into it. <laughs> well, so I went to DR for Fighting Fest mm -hmm. in September-ish, I think, somewhere around there. And I brought the stick with me. So I was there for about a week. And I went to their local spot, which is called the dojo really mm -hmm. cool spot really small but it's kind of like a land center they have a couple of pc setups they have actually no pc setups they only had console setups but that's kind of where they host their locals and training sessions if they're not playing at meta's house mm -hmm. and i brought my victory stick and you know no one's ever seen it before Joshi was like oh my god what is that stick and there were a bunch of kids playing fortnite there so I'm walking in with this metal stick and I plug it in because I'm about to play casuals and you know, it's RGB, like it has lights yeah, on the side up. of it. Yeah, so it lights up and then all the kids left the Fortnite machine and just crowded around me and they're like, what is that basically? And everybody was there and they're like, oh my God, what is that? What stick is that? I've never seen it before. And I said, oh, this is a new Victrix stick. 
uh, it hasn't come out yet. This is just a prototype, but it should be out soon. And they was just, oh, I can't wait. I want to see how much it is, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I noticed that, okay, one thing. I went to Fighting Fest, and at the tournament, everybody was sharing the same USB cable for their pads. Like, Crossover couldn't play yet because Cabo was using his ca- was using his cable. And they were everybody was sharing each other's cables. So it was like holding up the tournament. Mm. So I was like, uh, why don't you guys just like get your own cables or, you know, and some of them were sharing pads as well. And I didn't I didn't want to put them down or anything, but I was just like, how come you guys just don't get, you know, get your own pads or new fighting sticks? Because a lot of theirs was kind of like the older generation ones. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me how expensive it is to import stuff. Yeah, hardware over to is expensive to get over there. And I did. I I I learned this firsthand because I sent them a huge package. I put everything in this one gigantic box, and it was like a like I bought a PS4 pad for crossover plus some cables, mm-hmm. and then uh, I bought a lot of snacks that's local here, like Chinese snacks. Mm-hmm. Um. I put that all in the box and you know just a lot of goodies for a couple people local flavor in there yeah so i set that box over and i paid okay wait i sent it to florida first and then there was a carrier do you want to say this out loud into a microphone you are being recorded do you want to say this number out loud (laughs) last chance okay i mean (laughs) mean, it's just it's just so people can understand how hard it is and how much it is to get stuff over there yeah so i'll just i'll just talk about um the import fees i won't talk about shipping or anything but the import just the taxes alone was about 280 dollars fuck yeah just for one box i said that loud enough that i heard an echo from your room Whoa. whoa yeah and it was um it was just one box and it was like maybe like 40 pounds so it wasn't too heavy it wasn't anything too crazy uh yeah that's just that's not even shipping that's not shipping that's not just ship yeah that's just that's just the import fees itself duties custom and duty fees Mm. so that kind of gave me this idea um since that's that's kind of why i made it an initiative for me to go to a lot of different countries this year because to Mm. be honest i've never been to an international tournament besides the one in dr last year uh everything else has been in North America. Like I've never been to Europe. I've never been to South America. So this year I am going to those places. Uh, and you went to first attack last year. No, I have not been to first attack. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but I'm going to first attack this year. I already told mono I'll be out. That's my birthday weekend actually. (laughs) Oh, dang. Cool. Now he runs a good tournament out there. He's a great guy. Honestly. No, I know he's great. Yeah. So I, I've heard nothing but good things about first attack. So I'm really excited to go. Uh, But but you were saying other places though, as well. Yeah. So I'm going to Costa Rica. I already got my ticket. Word. Um, That was actually Justin's birthday present to me. So thank you, Justin. Uh Uh, Going to Brazil, going back to DR, going to Puerto Rico, uh, going to France next month. And I'm going to London for EGX, which I can talk about later because I set up a whole crazy trip for that trip. Um, yeah, I saw, <laughs> listen, as someone who has tried to work his way around the tubes, I, I saw what you were tweeting about earlier and was like, yeah, that, yeah, that nightmare scenario. It, and when you're there, it's going to be figuring out where you got to go. Oof, yeah. We'll see. I, 
I think I'll be good. <laughs> I have faith. I have faith yeah. that people have hooked you up with the right directions. Uh, because it, as, hey, as a foreigner, this shit's not easy. Yeah. Especially when you can't be. read French or understand French. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that Google Translate is good about that. Uh, yeah. It's actually kind of fucking freaky. Have you ever used Google Translate in a way, like on your phone, and you hold it oh. up to a sign that is a yes, language you don't... Yes, and then it reads a sign, right? Yeah, but it, it displays the text like in the same color and font. Yeah. That uh, kind of I fucks with my head. That, last year. that kind of fucks with my head a little bit. I don't know about you. Technology. That, technology. <laughs> like we're there. We're in like it's times yeah. like that where I go, oh fuck, it's the future. Yeah. But, it's crazy. All right. But anyway, uh, you mentioned the, the Vitrix uh, sponsorship, unless I'm, I'm biting your story here. Oh, yeah. Well, let me just finish up real quick with the please, point of the please. story. So, yeah. So I'm going to all these countries basically because I'm going to bring a whole bunch of peripherals with me and then people won't really have to pay for the duty fees if I uh-huh. just bring it with me when I go to these tournaments. So I'm just going to grab a couple of Victrix sticks. Um, Grab a couple PS4 pads because everybody seems to be a pad player nowadays. And maybe some headsets because people have asked me about Victrix headsets. So I'm just going to bring them like a box or two with me to every country that I go to. And I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to give it out for free, but sell yeah, I don't. Th- I, le- legally price. speaking, <laughs> legally speaking, I don't think you can say that. So you're <laughs> just going to bring them and whatever happens to them happens to them. Yeah, we we'll shall see. Oh man, that's so nice. I didn't even know that was a thing you were doing. Uh, I haven't I, talked to, and I have, only certain people know about that plan. I haven't actually went public with it yet or anything. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. These are the things that that I I feel like you have been doing behind the scenes for years that people don't give you credit for. Uh, and I'm not saying that you deserve credit. Like philanthropic things, I don't think. Uh, anyone should really ask for praise for it. I don't think that that's something yeah. that is, is a worthwhile pursuit. But at the same time, this is fucking rad, and people should know that you're rad, and the shit that you have going on is cool, and people should support it because they can support it financially through yes. <laughs> uh, through the website. Every little thing counts. Yeah, which also, by the way, for anyone listening, uh, down below in... I don't know why I'm saying down below if it's like a podcast version because what the fuck does that mean? Uh, it'll be in the <laughs> in the show notes. Uh, so however you scroll down to the show notes, uh, be it on whatever podcast thing you li- like. If you're on iTunes, I don't fucking know where that shit is, but look at the show notes. The link will be there. Click it uh, and see what's going on there. But uh, more power to, to to like help people come to to play fighting games. Uh, if you care about the FGC and the players thereof, uh, please. Uh, but anyway, that is a good spinoff into, so you're bringing equipment to other locations. Whatever happens to that equipment happens, but Vitrix is a thing that you've been with. Uh, yes. I kind of liked your story about kids. They were over in the corner flossing. Uh, yeah. All it took was a controller what lights up with colors and lights, and they go, ooh, fighting games, huh? Yep. <laughs> uh, that's just the kind of fun, flashy thing that I think could get people into it. But that's not the beginning of the story. The beginning of the story starts somewhere else, I assume, uh, because you're hustling. Not only are you trying to help people get into the country and compete, 
you're also working the the vendors here. I'm maybe not doing a work. I, that's not, that's like a negative look at it. But you're at <laughs> yeah. least like you're talking to these people. Yeah. So what's um, going on with Vitrix? Vitrix is is great. Um, you know, Oz is the one who. Well, it's a funny story because this is at CEO, and Femi F words actually the one who introduced me to Oz because hmm. I was they're just playing casuals getting fucked up by big bird and then f word comes along and taps my shoulder he's like hey this is random but i really want you to meet this guy oz uh he's like head of engineering basically for victrix and he has this prototype that i want you to try using so you know we went to our little secret corner and it wasn't that much of a secret it was somewhere in the venue and uh right i just sat there playing and i was playing flash i played pr rog and i played flocker and you know oz was just getting footage then he asked me what i thought about the stick and to be quite honest i'm not too much of like a tech person mm. to me the the stick felt great i love sound buttons i hate silent buttons so if it had silent buttons i probably wouldn't like the stick sure uh, it's actually pretty loud because it's an aluminum case so oh, when you're hitting the buttons yeah yeah when you hit the buttons there's like very good sound feedback so if you don't really like loud buttons i would suggest you can swap out the buttons for silent buttons but in general it is kind of loud but they're all sanwa and they're all interchangeable you can switch them out right and yeah it, the it's, the, part it's me, that like pop in sanwa parts that are yeah, very exactly. like you can go to anywhere and get replacement parts like arcade shock what have you yep uh, and just order order replacement part. If you like silence, you can order silence. There's also some weird trick where you like throw a cotton ball in there. I don't know about that uh, janky shit, but that's up to you <laughs> yeah, to do in your free time. That. I don't know about all that. Uh, but if that's, if you don't like that metallic clank, uh, I'm probably into that metallic clank. I don't know if I've I ever heard it. the stick itself. That sounds satisfying. It's very satisfying, especially when I'm mashing DP. You can, mm. It's great because you don't know what I'm mashing. I could be mashing jab for, for all you know, but it sounds mm -hmm. like I'm just mashing something and it sounds great. <laughs> I, to be a moment of uh, uh, full disclosure, uh, on my stick, I have all silent buttons except for one. That one is mapped to nothing. Yeah. That's how you know. That's, that's the OG tech. <laughs> that's Uncle the pump Vi. fake. <laughs> Uncle Vi definitely button. has empty buttons. Oh yeah, you throw it, but you also are like throwing an elbow into it as well. Make him know yeah, that you're pressing. Yeah, he throws an elbow. He, he does a lot. <laughs> he can tell. Well, actually, you can't tell what he's doing, but that's the whole point of it. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Anyway, we digress. So you got your hands on this stick. Then what happened? Yeah, um, you know, we kind of just talked about it. We that was CEO was in July last year, and then we started talk. Like he's from San Diego. So we had a couple meetings throughout the time, uh, just asked for suggestions and all that. And eventually he ended up wanting to work with a handful of us. So, you know, that's how, that's when he reached out to me, Justin Myers. Um, and he actually hooked a lot of people up with prototypes. He actually had the San Diego scene come out and test out their sticks at their headquarters in San Diego as well. And, you know, it's just working with them is really great because I feel like it's not, like I've dealt with other companies before and um, I, you know, a lot of a couple of my friends before they signed contracts and stuff, they talked to me about it. And a lot of times I feel like companies just aren't 
personally committed to the FGC. It's Ooh, something where there's like, oh, I see there's potential money here. Let me go ahead and say yeah. I want some players and just not really care about them. But Oz has been really understanding the whole way. Like he always asks us, what do we think? What do we think? Right. How do we feel? And he, he always accom accommodates like what we need or what we think needs to be changed. Um, like the premiere party in mm -hmm. San Diego for the stick. He asked us the entire time, like, what do we think about the tournament format, what the exhibition should be, et cetera. Cool. So, yeah, that's, it's just that's cool. I feel like so often and I've run into this like a number of times you can tell. I think you can tell right away when someone is maybe not uh, being completely honest about the relationship that they're going to have in whatever kind of sponsorship they're offering Yeah, is when they don't. Like it's so, in my opinion, and I don't know what it is exactly, but to me, it feels like it's so easy to notice when someone doesn't actually give a fuck. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty obvious and it only takes like a five minute conversation with them. Yeah. And then you go, oh yeah, you're just trying to, to fit whatever you had in mind with what we're already doing and not yeah. willing to listen to what we're already doing because this fits best with our community. Uh, but then on the other hand, on the other side of that, it's actually very easy to tell when someone really does care. And, and that's when I've been anytime a company, Hey, Hey company, esports companies out there. If you are listening, uh, listen to the people that you are trying to sponsor Ask yes. <laughs> them questions about a community you might not know about. Try to learn from them. That will gain. That will garner so much respect. I will fucking go to bat for you if you do that shit for free. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, so <laughs> obviously, Vitrix uh, present themselves in this way. Uh, they put out that promo material with uh, you, Alex Myers, Justin. Oh, that was uh, great. <laughs> that was that was like some hilarious. Was it in? I have to ask you. Uh, the Justin sitting on the throne thing was that intentional to to remind people of like? Was that like a Geese Howard kind of bullshit going on? No. Or what? Well, you know what's so funny? It's a is, funny accident. So we we all had a shot of us sitting on the throne. <laughs> like I I also have my own shot sitting on the throne. It's just. When, when we were going through all the pictures, we were just like, you know what? Justin's just looks like the one. So let's, you know, for the throne picture, let's just have Justin sit on the throne. Right. And it just right. it just ended up working out really well that way for him. <laughs> He's the boss, man. I get it. Yeah. Uh, no, it was weird. When that photo was presented, I was like, oh, I have to fight you and Alex before Justin stands up, yeah. right? That's, <laughs> that's the whole, that's the whole get up. Was that just like an accident or did... Uh, Maybe the, I'm getting into the nitty gritty, but was the person behind the camera being like, you know what? I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. No. So the, the photographer, his name is Oreo. He actually does a lot of photography for esports. Cool. And cool. he does. So, before you go on, does he have a Twitter account? Do you know it? He does. Let me see what his Twitter is. All right. Sorry. But I want to because people who do like esports promotion and and photography work, I feel like they're they're worth giving a shout out. And if you can't yeah. get it right away, I'll, I'll put it in the notes. But OK, yeah. So I do have it. It's Oreo, but it's O-R-E-E-E-O. Three E's. It's just Oreo. OK. Great Three guy. E -O. Oreo. Got it. Yep. Great check, guy. Check him out for picks. Hot picks of the FGC. I'm for it. Anyway, go <laughs> on. I digress. Uh, but yeah, so 
so it was funny this is another thing that was great like oz told us what he wants his theme to be he was just like i wanted to be professional sleek like the whole point of like you know just fitting the fitting the theme of the stick which is kind of like a premium high-ish end stick mm -hmm. a lot of class a lot of attitude so i came up with my um outfit justin came out with his and i actually told myers what he should bring <laughs> so that whole suit that he brought was my idea and it just Alex, works out that big baby that giant baby man i love him to death but that's hilarious no he's great yeah he's the um best. and it just it just worked out very well so i guess when we were all taking our individual shots oreo was just like i think you guys should have a setup like this and you know oz gave his input we all we all had our input so mm -hmm. no that's rad uh that's cool uh because i think that turned out well and I uh, think that, uh, I don't know, it, it, it's one of those things where people say, why does Sherry get a, a Vitrix sponsorship? And it's like, well, it's because you're working with these people. You're out there. You're promoting the material. You're working hard. Yeah. And it's these things that people might not see. Um, might not come from an, an honest uh, perspective. But anyway, anything else that you want to wanna cover or talk about uh, with the Vitrix sponsorship? Um, not too much, but I, if anybody has questions about it, um, like everybody really loved the laser engraving. So yeah. what they're doing is they're sponsoring a couple majors throughout the CPT, like final round and NCR. So they are going to have a booth there at those two tournaments. And if you have a stick, uh, I know if you purchase a stick on site, it comes with free laser engraving, but I'm not sure if. That includes those who purchased it online or at a different majors time. and then shoot laser beams at your stick. Yeah, and it's gonna look great. <laughs> yeah, I mean it does look pretty cool. It's Justin, that motherfucker. Uh, what? God damn it! What tournament was it this weekend? Uh, the one bosses tournament. Yeah, in Vegas. Uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Don't yes. Know the name tournament but i know what tournament uh, yeah but after the 5v5 after socal v norcal uh stood up and it forgot about like whoever won and just held his stick up and tried to show it off to the camera uh it's uh. hilarious uh, but it did yeah. look cool look sleek i'm all for laser engravings that shit probably expensive but Fair well, it's free when you purchase a stick on site. There you go. <laughs> there you go, folks. Uh, that's a good pitch. That's a good pitch to both travel and to uh, support companies that support the fighting game community and obviously are listening. So I'm for it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think it's a good time to spin off into news. Uh, unless there's anything unless there's anything else you have going on that you want to pitch right now. Because the, the beginning of the show when I have guests on, which is fucking every show now. Uh, is whatever you have going on. So if there is literally anything else that you want to throw out there before we move on, uh, now you have the platform. Mm, I think we covered what's going on pretty well. Just more support for eFight Pass would be great. And also, I do want to note the content for it. I am in charge of the social media. Uh, so I know there hasn't been a lot of content for eFight Pass, but that's kind of, I kind of feel like it's just because we're in the beginning stages. So as of right now, I don't really have too much going on besides waiting for a crossovers interview. But I think once that's happening and I have the other three applicants going on, um, there are some uh, 
applications that I'm looking through as well. So right. I think once right. I get the ball rolling on that, we will have more content. And just in case I'm going to throw this idea out there because I haven't confirmed it yet, but I am thinking about doing a charity tournament. I haven't talked to anybody about the details yet, but I'm sure I'll work on it soon enough. Uh, I want to throw a charity tournament probably in SoCal where people come out. There won't be a cash pot because kind of the cash is supposed to go to eFight Pass. Charity but tournament. Yeah, a charity tournament. So I kind of want to do that, make sure SoCal comes out, and yeah. all of that will basically go to the Visa funds for players. And I'm working with El Tigre right now and getting a promotional video for him. Uh, there's actually a guy who reached out from Costa Rica who does a lot of esports video editing, and he wanted to volunteer his work, Fabian. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he knows El Tigre, they're friends, so they're working out the video right now, and I'll post a commercial as soon as I get it. But I also want to run the commercial during the charity tournament, right? which should be happening sometime soon, maybe next month, hopefully. I mean, you've set it into a microphone at this point, so it's really on you to get it done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to get it done. I get Obviously. everything. I, I said it before and anything I want, I basically get because. Damn, call outs. That's what I do. <laughs> Damn, Sherry. Well, all right. Uh, I believe in you, and I believe in your your mission here. So go support uh, E Fight Pass. Uh, again, links are in the show notes. Please hit it up, or hit up uh, your Twitter account, or the Twitter account of E Fight Pass, which is just E Fight Pass. Uh, yes. Also, <laughs> man, two running two Twitter accounts. How's that feel? Probably not good in your brain. Someone who does it. Anyway, moving. <laughs> I, that's not a real question. You don't have to answer it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> To some real news, uh, some real news that is happening live to uh, our Street Fighter right now. Because there's some there's some Street Fighter stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least a little bit of news that I want to touch on before I let you go. Uh, voting uh, for the SFL USA will begin in this weekend, actually, yes, starting the on the fifteenth. Uh, this is it comes at a weird time, I think. Because we already have uh, four players chosen already. Not chosen already, but uh, have qualified. uh, Which is uh, JB, Up to Snuff, uh, Rob TV, and... Just a Kid. Just a Kid. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I was blanking on that one. Uh, (laughs) They've already qualified. And qualifiers for the West Coast is on the 15th where voting also starts and then the 16th is for the east coast so there's one more chance to compete in the online qualifier uh this is coming up this weekend but you also also six players have a chance to get voted in uh but you have to opt in to voting before voting begins so it's a whole process mm-hmm. of uh you hit the opt-in button and then you have to do a little type up blurb you can share a video link if you want to as well uh, it's a whole process, but voting doesn't begin until the 15th. I wonder mm-hmm. how much, how vocal they'll be. Because one thing that I've noticed, and and maybe I'm throwing some shade on this, but coverage via Twitter or Facebook or what have you uh, of this event from Capcom official sources has been like next to nothing almost, <laughs> I feel. It's been pretty yeah. silent. Uh, however, I mean, but also this is, I said the fun, man, 
fuck me, I'm kicking myself that I'm I'm pitching this online tournament in the SFL, but also uh, final round is this weekend. We've it got is. a we've got a premiere event coming up. Like, how's that scheduling work out? Uh, I know I talked about this at the at least last week or the week before. It was probably the week before about how all this works out. That the timing wise is just it's weird, right? Am I the only one that thinks yeah, this is weird? I, I, I think having the qualifier this weekend is very poor because I don't get to like I couldn't enter the other two, which. I should have, but I just wasn't home. Mm-hmm. But I also won't be home again this Friday because I'll right. be a final round. So if it's like two FGC things that are colliding with each other, I think that's really poor timing. Um, yeah, it's yeah. like you're robbing from yourself here. Uh, and I don't like, could it have started a week prior where there was nothing happening and now we in, ended last week? I don't know, maybe. And then voting happens this weekend. Uh, I don't know. Will there be an announcement this weekend? That's the other thing. I, I think, I think? No, I think there's. I I do believe there's an announcement this weekend okay. at final round. I'm gonna be um, the the pessimist and say I'm gonna be the curmudgeon <laughs> in the room and say I don't think there will be. I'm probably wrong. Will. I'm probably wrong in saying that, which is why I feel comfortable saying that. Which is, <laughs> uh, they're not gonna say anything. Cat, they're gonna be quiet. And you just want to be proven wrong. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If I'm proven wrong, people will feel good if they disagree yeah. with me and I'm wrong. That's uh, some negative, positive feedback. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see at the end of this weekend. The other thing, kind of a spinoff of that, uh, is that I something that I have loved from Final Round, and I don't know if uh, if you take as much joy in this as I do, uh, but the number of top players who are griping about the number of top players in their pools <laughs> is just, mwah, ah, ah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> Violence is such a beautiful thing. I love it. I mean, I can, I can tell you because, you know, I've, I've been playing since Street Fighter four. Uh, I'd say in the past two to three years are the hardest pools I've ever played in my life. Like when, mm-hmm. like during the Street Fighter four days, even final round at all the major tournaments, I would be like, okay, there's a, there's a good chance I'm making it out of this pool. And now I'm just like, man, I hope I can just make it to losers finals since there's three people that make it out nowadays. Yeah, it's you know? fucking crazy. It's crazy it's out there. Yeah. And the, the other crazy part is that it's not just we're not just talking about sponsored players here. We're talking about known local killers. Like even from like from the Atlanta area, even like we're looking at like Terrence KB neon, all these people coming out to just fucking merc people. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like Mike too strong will be out there. Do you like Zangief? Well, buckle the fuck up, buckle up. (laughs) He's coming. I I play Frankie all the time and that doesn't help me at all. (laughs) No, no, but that that matchup, I don't know. That that's a that's a weird matchup for Nicole. Well, it's a personal bad matchup for me. And I, I'm is, good friends with Frankie and Danny Fam and it's a nightmare having those two in my hotel room at a major because I either have those two or I have Anton playing Chun-Li annoying me to death. So, it's it's not fun. It's not no, a fun I, room to have a setup in. No, I Listen, I empathize with you, <laughs> but also as a Zangief that's intentional. I get it. Yeah. Uh, no, that's it's a that's a weird matchup. Kind of an aside, 
the Zangief Nakali matchup is is very strange because your pokes are you're very limited in your ranged pokes, uh, and both of them can be either avoided or punished by Zangief. None of them are too hitting, uh, so yeah. you can flex them. You can knee hop over the V skill if you read it, yep. and from very far away you can just punish with a raw stand hard kick if you're like from downtown uh, or at best get an SPD punish Um, for Nikali. Granted he has defensive options. He's got, he's got three frame jab and, and DP. Yeah. You've got that. I mean the the whole game plan for Nikali from what I have learned playing countless games with Frankie and Danny is to not actually poke him down. It's Mm -hmm. focus on being, in and out mobility and mixing it up between timing of seismos and dps when they do jump because everybody jumps in this game oh yeah you yeah like like i said you cannot rely on in that matchup you cannot rely on nikali's far-reaching normals you just can't yeah it's it's just not a thing um so you have to you you have to play it at a very yeah i'm sorry yeah you have to just play it at a very uncomfortable range and i I don't apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's no, that's what Geef does. <laughs> unapologetically Geef. Uh, anyway, but yeah, so that's coming up this weekend. Look forward to the bloodbath. I know I am. I'm excited for it. Uh, but also, there's part of that just says like, man, people are fucking strong. People have been grinding really hard. And there's a yeah. lot of strong players out there. It's not just the pros, not just the tops. I mean, these, these people, these... I mean, kids in some situation, just a kid, literally a kid, yeah. uh, Chris CCH, a young, bo- a young man, a young boy, yeah. not yet a yeah. man fucking people up. Uh, I don't know. I, to me, it's actually crazy how, um, like our range of ages is, uh, because yeah. I was playing Gus last night, you know, when Strider mm-hmm. and he fucked me up like that shit wasn't, I played it. I almost beat him at Capcom cup during the last chance qualifiers. So when I had to play him yesterday, we were just going to run a couple sets. I was pretty confident. And he has gotten so good with G. Mm-hmm. Like he made me text him and be like, what the hell am I supposed to do in this matchup? <laughs> and you know, he, he gave me some advice, but either way, um, I don't think people are ready for G. Yeah. Like, I you, agree with like that. you guys have seen smug and all, but I don't think, I think once you play someone as good as 801 Strider, I don't think people are ready for that. And yeah, there's the kids that are really good who are like 20 and under. And then there's Gus who actually, actually Gus is late 20s, mid, late 20s. Yeah, he's not too old yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the ages go from like teens to the late 20s to even up to the 40s as we you know, are going to talk about in the next topic, kind of. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this one, oh, this one got, got to me in, in my heart space. A feel form. It's one of those things. And what we're talking about is uh, uh, Gamer B. He he made an announcement uh, on Twitter.com uh, where he is dropping out as a major TO for TW Fighter, uh, which is the big major event. Uh, Southeast Asia, check it out. Uh, it was a very incredible. It was an incredible event last year. Uh, and I think that his work really showed he's really stepped up as a community manager. And I think all of that comes through in his message to the community. Uh, but what also comes through is the personal toll it took on him. And it's something that I saw and I went, 
oh man, I could relate to that. Cause it's, Mm -hmm. it's so much work that very oftentimes is like unthanked, uh, unpaid, like tons of overtime. In addition to like your actual real life job to have something else going on entirely to, to produce something that is valuable for your community, uh, and to produce an event that is on that level and on that scale, uh, takes an immense amount of work. Uh, and that comes through. There's a, there's a line, there's at least a one paragraph where he says like, ah, oh, my, my wife, cause he's recently married too. I yeah. say, re- hmm, I say recently, but my like time dilation is like definitely a fucking thing for me now where uh, I have that's no, that's also a thing for me. <laughs> oh man. Like, it might've this- been a couple years ago, but we just feel like it was recently. <laughs> it, it really might've been like, like five years ago. And I'm just well, saying that to make my, for a while, so <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure how long ago. <laughs> Regardless, like they've always been together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not remiss in saying that. Regardless, let me say that so I don't feel so old. Uh, that that makes me feel better. Uh, but what he says, like my family and uh, the team that's involved, like it's it's just a it's a struggle. But at the end of it, he said, I'm very proud of, of what we've produced here and what we've created. Uh, and he's kind of he's passing the torch now to Oil King, uh, mm-hmm. which I think Oil King is in a position to do just as good as job. That, I mean, that whole team is still out there, so it's not yeah. like they've all quit. Uh, but what something here that he said that. I that I really like and I really relate to and a lot of things that this is kind of how I have organized my own personal life and to have someone else say it I just want to say this is like reaffirming and I want to put this out here to you guys as well but at one point he says gamer B is third he's the third most important thing he puts uh, TW what's the ranking here Taiwan FGC TW fighter gamer B is third. And that was the rank for like the longest time. Like, and there's something to that. Whenever you put yourself behind the things that you are passionate about and you care about the results show, because I think that definitely showed at TW fighter. Everyone said it was a great event, uh, from what everyone saw, at least on stream, I think, uh, things came off well, but it's gamer B's time. It's his time. I think he's feeling yeah. it. I think he's feeling like this might be the year he could be competitive. And he says as much in, in his post. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I mean, we, we all know that Gamer B has always been good. He's actually in my pool for final round. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Um, but I can see it. Because, there, huh? <laughs> no, I've played him before and I had plenty of fun playing him in casuals. So. Mm. I want to see how this goes at final round. But anyways, uh, yeah, it's like I, I have asked Justin before, like if everything was good with Gamer B, because usually I can see that he's been going through some bit um, where, you know, I've, I met Gamer B as CEO like years ago, long time ago. So I always felt like I was pretty cool with him, but he has seemed a bit distant lately. And I know that it's not because I did something. So I just assume that, you know, he's going through some hard times in life. Right. But it, right. that's why when he came out with what he said today, his statement, it, it just kind of made all made sense because he, he still traveled to play. He still traveled to compete while he was doing what he was doing in Taiwan for their mm-hmm. community. And you could see like the struggle, internal struggle between like what he's doing. 
and he said it everything he said everything perfectly where he loves his community he always wants them to do well but he has sacrificed on what he always wanted to be which was a very strong competitor mm-hmm. and you know i i've been there like i feel like I had the same internal struggle, not saying I was ever a top player or anything, but I've always seen myself as a competitor. And I would say for like season two and three, I wasn't doing so well. And I felt like I had a lot of distractions in my life. I was, I was focused on a lot of other things. So that's why this year, um, it's the same thing. I, although I am doing the E5 pass and all, yeah, a I was lot of say, my you're focus. Kind of, you're talking to fucking like lawyers. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, but I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm good at doing that stuff, anyways. But <laughs> like, I, I want a lot of my focus to go into me playing, right? And it also, because because people don't know this, but I'm not gonna say what country I went to, but I went to a certain country, and I was playing, and you know, I lost to a couple of their local players, and it did not feel good that they were kind of all laughing at me mm. and there's no I, that stuff I can handle like it, it sucks but I can handle it and what it made me want me to do was to practice hard as hell and for me to never put myself in that position again and since I am going to a whole bunch of other countries this year I want to make sure that never happens and I beat everybody's asses when I play them casuals so I've been going extra hard maybe a little too hard I don't know if you saw my tweet earlier my Hand is starting to hurt. Uh, yeah. So I love a sherry powered by revenge. This is this is the reven- this think- is the dark middle chapter. <laughs> that's crazy because I actually think that's what, like, the love and the support I really appreciate, of course. But the hate that I get, <laughs> like, it just I've I've been in this community for almost ten years. Once it hits June this year, it'll be exactly ten years. Yeah. I feel like that is what has gotten me even this far because this hate has never stopped even all the way from the beginning when i first started playing because i have never played a game in my life right i never claimed that i was a gamer but because me being me in the community everybody was like oh she's playing for attention blah 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 blah. and at one point very very early this is my first year playing i actually considered quitting because i was like first of all i don't play games second of all why am I taking this like shit from everybody that I don't even know for right. a game that I just started playing? And uh, I kind of sat there and talked to myself because I actually had a lot of fun going to Arcade Infinity. It was a lot of fun going to Arcade every day just to play, even though I was really, really bad. Like I just sucked. And I just kind of thought to myself, like, what kind of person would I be if I allowed an online community to drive me away from doing what I want to do, even though I wasn't good at it, but I was just competitive in general. Mm. So I was like, you know, fuck these assholes. I'm going to just keep on playing. And in 2010, I started traveling, paid for my own flight to season's meetings with my birthday money. And that's that's when I played like Team Japan for the first time, like Urio and all those people. And I did pretty well against them. So that's kind of the seed that grew me to where I am now fueled by hatred. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I mean like one of the, the original people who put up with, I mean, you've put up with years and years of, I don't know, I, I guess harassment. Uh, oh man, you don't even understand. So, you know, event hubs, when as, I first got, listen, as a white man, first... I super don't <laughs> <laughs> tell you that. It, I, it's fine. Like 
I remember when Event Hubs interviewed me the first time I got um, a sponsorship with Gamester Gear. I don't know if you remember them. So I always checked out Event Hubs, kind of read their comments here and there. They get like, you know, 50 comments every now and then, uh, sometimes 100, depending on the topic of the article. And when they posted my interview on when I got my sponsorship, I think there was like 230 comments or something like that. And the admins had to post that any comment that was too like offensive would get deleted. And when I opened the comment thread, there were so many deleted comments. I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> and you know, since then, I mean, it didn't really affect me. It just kind of like made me laugh. Like, of course, right. why wouldn't right. people, you know, say those types of things to me for something that I felt like I deserved. So. It, yep. Uh, listen, as a moderator on our street fighter, that shit still happens yep. today. <laughs> like that is, that shit is not uncommon. Like it's great. The crazy part to me is that I mean, we've gone through years and years of this and years of, of women telling their stories of, yeah, no, this very particular brand of harassment is very real and not at all similar to any kind of like general harassment that someone might you just experience through competitive sports. It's different. And if you just listen to like one or two of those stories, you go, oh, yeah, that that sounds very unique and, and not at all like <laughs> like something that is good that we should like I yeah. don't know, continue to fucking but, support continue to have but here we are in 2019 god damn yeah i kind of feel like that's how it is when it's not a problem that people themselves have gone through which is also kind of related to the whole e-fight passing where people don't really understand how hard mm. it is for a player to get out here so they are ignorant to it so it's kind of what you know us women go through the through the community we can we can sit there we can always tell our stories and we can be a hundred percent truthful in every detail of our story and someone will always say well guys go through it too so you guys are just complaining and that's that, to be quite honest that's why i don't really post too much about those type of issues that because puts me to sleep it listen that's oh, man no, like I, I'm like you've seen it so many times, but it's for you. I'm sure it's just like, all right, man. Like that's a tired ass argument. It's fucking broke. And there's to be honest, you you kind of reach a point where you know that you can't really change people's minds on these things yeah. because I think in general people know how to sympathize, but overall people do not know how to empathize, and that's. Like there's a clear dis distinction between sympathizing and empathizing. And that is why we still have the problems that we have now, because most people don't know how to empathize. They just say, oh, sorry that to hear that you're going through this. I kind of understand what you're going through, but they really don't. And they don't really put our, themselves in other people's shoes. So it's really easy for them to dismiss when someone's publicly saying that there's a problem going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I think I agree with you on that. Uh, I hadn't considered it. The people know how to sympathize, but not empathize. I agree with you, though. Uh, there yeah. is a whole lot of lack of empathy that sometimes I think, man, just a little drop of empathy. Fill yep. up that cup, bro. Get into it. Yep. 
I didn't think we would end up here in our conversation, but <laughs> yet here we are. That wasn't on the this. One, hey, folks, this one's not in the show notes, but <laughs> here we are. Kind just went there, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I'm listen. I am. I'm here to get those stories out there. I am for it. Uh, I'm also for XO Academy. Heading out yep. to uh, final round this weekend. Uh, Pichan yes, and supportive of Samantha. She's always working hard. Yeah, Pichan and Romanova both out there killing it. Everything that has happened with them over the last month or so has been, I don't know, that shit, that's cool. That's just a cool story to follow. And I think it's worth talking about. I mean, we're talking about it. We've not. Uh, yeah, I had Persia on the show to talk about all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Go listen to that episode. She basically covered all of it. Uh, definitely worth a listen. Uh, but also, more to the point, uh, also support them on Patreon if you can. Uh, because you also get into all the, the awesome videos that they share as well. A uh, lot of good stories, a lot of uh, good moments that have come for all the players and everyone involved uh, over the past month. So, I don't know. We're... Again, didn't mean to spin off into this topic, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we move on, though, because I think that covers everything. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about before we cap off the end of the show here? Well, I, I think we had a pretty good discussion. Cool, me too. Uh, in that case, I cannot let you go without having you answer the question that I ask every guest on their first appearance on this show. Uh, it is a two-part question. Uh, mm-hmm. Part one, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? I feel like the way that people answer this question can really tell a lot about their person. Hmm. I don't know what you're going to tell from me besides the fact that I'm very biased. Let's pull some insight uh, on this one. Okay, well, I just want you to know the answer or the character that I'm going to use for both questions is obviously my all-time favorite character because I've only played two fighting games in my life and that is Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5. So if you can't if you didn't guess it by now, the Tell character is Sea Viper. <laughs> Crimson Viper from Street Fighter 4. Uh the sickest normal, I think, is her standing roundhouse. I don't know if you remember it. Close it's stand or far? The far one it's not the two hit one it's right, like right, the right. hook that she does that yeah, anti-air yeah and she slaps you down from the air with her heel and it works so well against like dive kick characters and everything that's the first time i ever used like a normal to anti-air also mm. while i was like learning the game so it's just the animation of the move is sick and you can combo into it from my favorite combo which is question number two uh, my favorite just combo. Jumping right ahead, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Sea Viper is clearly to me the sickest character in any fighting game, mainly because of aesthetics, how she looks, glass cannon, all that. Oh no, she's Sick cool. Story. I'm, down, I'm down for it. Yeah, she's a government agent mom. She can have electricity in her gloves and fire coming out of her boots. Like, how can she not be cool? And she's a redhead. And reminds me of Angelina Jolie, which I think is one of the most beautiful women in the world, by the way. Uh, yeah. See, Piercing when I see when I asked this question, that's the kind of shit I want to pull out. You didn't think it would be too telling, but here we are. Angelina Jolie, <laughs> very attractive is what we landed on. Very attractive character. That's why I chose Steve Viper to begin with. So funny thing, people always ask me, why did I choose her? And why did I start with her? It's because 
when I first started playing Street Fighter 4, my friend pulled up the character screen and asked me to choose what character I wanted to learn. And I know most girls is like a stereotype, we all default to Chun-Li. And I feel like if I knew who Chun-Li was as a character, I might have chosen her. But I didn't know who Ryu was, I didn't know who Ken was, I didn't know who Chun-Li was. So there is no impressions to me at all. So I was just scrolling through the characters and then I landed on Viper. And that's when I was like, oh, she's sick, she looks cool. And my friend said, no, you cannot choose her. You have never played a fighting game before, don't do it. And I said, that makes me want to play her the even rage, more. So, the revenge, revenge, Sherry exactly. I love James it. James Chen knows it best. If you, <laughs> if you don't want me to do something, never tell me not to do it because I will do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I stuck with Viper, couldn't do combos to save my life. Um, I think the most embarrassing moment I ever had was I thought you could combo ultra after throw. So I did a forward throw and before the character even got up, I did ultra. So everybody was watching me in the arcade and everybody was like, what the hell? And Cryogenics, who I got my name from, came up to me and he whispered in my ear, why did you do that? And I said, I don't know. I got nervous. <laughs> but anyway. Listen, I had a plan. We have deviated <laughs> from that plan. Yeah. I get it though, because that, that ultra starts off with a big ground pound. You would think it hits the ground. They're laying on the ground. The logic is there. I follow you. I track with you. I was nervous. I just know I did that ultra out of being nervous. That's some combo-less <laughs> clown shit. Just spending the yeah. bar to say just it. Just doing like... it just to do it. <laughs> and just mind-fucking everybody. Um, uh, but, but stand yeah. hard kick, favorite normal. It has it puts them down with authority. She kind of whips that heel around. Yeah, she uh, has that attitude behind the move. Yeah, so that's the favorite normal. But you mentioned it leads into your favorite com or it ends a favorite combo. Tell yeah. you tell about that. So, I think the flashes combo, which most vipers could do, at least like the really good vipers, <laughs> were. You know, the Fierce Wing Fierce mm -hmm. into the EX Seismo. And instead of doing Flame Kick, they would do a faint Thunder Knuckle. And then this is corner only. And then you would do a medium punch Thunder Knuckle. And then you can end it with whatever you want to end it with, like a DP or an Ultra. I'm actually not sure if you could land it, end it with the Roundhouse, but you could end it with the Roundhouse if you did a Flame Kick. Right. That's a very disrespectful combo. Let's and it just Let's break down kind of what some of that means. I don't know if anyone, there are some people here who have only played Street Fighter V who are listening. That's true. What is a fierce, faint fierce? <laughs> what is an FFF? If I see that in a, in a line to someone telling me to do an FFF combo, what the, what the fuck is that? Okay. So Sea Viper is a character that can do cancels. So if you did a special move, so to do Fierce and Fierce, her special move was um, quarter circle back for her Thunder Knuckles. Mm -hmm. And Fierce Faint Fierce required the Fierce cancel, which is the fastest cancel because it's also her DP. So if you messed up, you would get a DP and then die. So you couldn't mess up. Mm -hmm. So basically, you jump in, you can either do Fierce or Roundhouse, and then you can either do Standing Fierce or Crouching Fierce. And then you do the half circle, I mean, quarter circle back, Fierce. And then you have to, you can't double tap it. You have to have a certain timing to do fierce, fierce to cancel the Thunder Knuckle. And then when you get the cancel, you can do it to another fierce, which is crouch fierce. Mm -hmm. And then you cancel the crouch fierce to a DP motion with two punches to get the EX. 
And then you cancel that EX Seismo with a super jump, which is an up-down motion. After it hits the opponent. There's a very specific timing to that as well. Yes, yeah, so you have to cancel it. So it has to hit the opponent. The opponent can be blocking, but obviously if you're doing combo, they're getting hit. Right. So uh, you do you do the EX Seismo. And if you want to do the flame kick, you super jump cancel it to the flame kick. And then you do the DP motion to finish it off with an uppercut. Or you can do it into ultra, which is strict timing. Uh, you have to do it right when the body is at the head. Mm-hmm. Or you can just do the roundhouse, which is kind of pretty easy time. You kind of just do it. Yeah. It's, very, it's a very active doing, button. Yeah. Yeah. Or instead of doing the super jump flame kick, you can cancel the EX Seismo with a medium punch thunder knuckle. But if you want it to be fancy, you could sneak in a little faint after the EX Seismo. You do another faint thunder knuckle, and then you do the medium punch thunder knuckle. And then you can just follow it up with a DP or an ultra. You flashy motherfucker. Uh, no, I'm for it. Uh, those combos were super fun. Uh, I always love Seismo chains. Those are, those were always satisfying. I love Seismo chains. They're so fun to do. You get a, you get a Sagat in there and his body's so big and beefy. You just want Same to. thing for Zangief. Oof, love it. Doing it against Geef was fun. Uh, fuck you. Uh, that's not, <laughs> that's not the character I said. I said Sagat. Sagat is the character you want to do it against folks. Trust me. I know. I know which character deserves the violence and it's Sagat. Clearly, uh, no, clearly no biased here. Um, anyway, that is a show. Uh, thank you for coming on and spreading the news about e-fight pass and what you've got going on with Vitrix. I think you've got some really cool shit going on. Uh, I think it was pretty revealing that, I mean, you're, you're fucking working, you're working hard. You're in there, you're in the trenches. Uh, so I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for your time. Uh, it has been a pleasure, but before you go, where can people find you on the internet? Um... Let's see. I am on basically every social media platform under my gamer tag, Sherrygenics. So on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I even built my own website during my college days, which hasn't been updated since basically my college days. Uh, <laughs> Sherrygenics.com. But yeah. And if some for some reason you want to shoot me an email, I am just Sherry at Sherrygenics.com. Oh, all right. Brand solidarity. I like it. <laughs> uh, all right uh, and with that again you can find me at super joe monday on twitter.com or at reddit sf uh find what we've got going on on our street fighter throughout the week don't miss out on the tournaments mondays and fridays but we are not running a tournament this friday because it coincides with sfl west coast so go compete in that only if you're not going to final round which is also this weekend a lot is going on uh, a lot of orbs yeah. here but catch us ev- start. oh my god fucking god damn it uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but catch this show every thursday uh that's a show folks again it has been a pleasure talking to you sherry uh and i wish you the best of luck with e-fight pass but that's show folks until next time please take care hi guys <laughs>